Well, this is our very first Boco Besties podcast episode. Yeah. It could be a dumpster fire, a burning pile of garbage, but I'll bet you it's going to be great. It's going to be entertaining no matter At what. At the very least. Yeah. We're going to rock your socks off, most likely with laughter. Yeah. You're going to see our real life banter, how we actually communicate, yeah. which I think is entertaining. Think People so. have told us that we're, we communicate very interestingly. They do? Yeah. Just because, like, we'll really build off of each other. <laughs> okay, we vibe. Yeah, we vibe. We vibe. We vibe. Okay. So, our first subject for mm. this podcast is what is plus size? Mm. And it's a very big topic. It's a very big obscure thing. So, what do you think of when you hear the words plus size? What does it mean to you? Mm. How do you define it? Yeah, that's that's difficult because it is very subjective to your own experience. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 10 years ago when I was in high school and I was a size 14, I was plus size. And the stores told me I was plus size too. Society told me I was plus size. Like... There was no reason not to think I was plus size. But nowadays with, you know, brands extending sizes and um, the average woman being in the U.S. being a 16, 18 mm -hmm. is 14 plus size. Now we it's kind of like in the middle is 14 plus size, is it not? And now as a size 20 woman, I'm definitely in the plus size category. I've moved, moved up in the world, mm -hmm. literally. Well, and that like tag mid size up. is a thing now. That mid was never a thing. thing. Mid size was but not a thing. But it's because we're like, hey, we're big and we're plus size yeah. and we're a thing. People in the middle who have trouble either way are like, well, I belong somewhere too. Right. Here's my name. So it's like... Yeah. Now we've got like chunks of straight size, mid size, plus size. Right. But mid size is still straight size because you can still go into a store and find your clothing. Mm. So that's kind of where it's getting obscure. I personally like the new mid size movement because I think they do need a community. You know, you're not a size two or four. You're not, you know, you might have a little bit of a tummy or a little bit of a roll here, a little mm. bit of a bump. You know, society still says that you need to lose weight. You know, if you're a size 8 or a mm -hmm. size 10, but you're not yet plus size. You can still go into a store and buy a size medium or buy a size large. So you don't have that sort of repression, so to speak, that plus people have where you, you can't walk into any store and, and clothe your body. Mm -hmm. But you're still not seen as ideal and you still, you know, society still says your your body is not up to standard. Yeah. No, yeah. And, and I think we all have different struggles in each of those yeah. categories. Let's not, you know, talk about them straight size bitches. We're not going to talk about their struggles, but the mid-size folks have their troubles. The yeah. plus-size folks have theirs. And then I feel like there's maybe even something beyond that where you can't find shit oh, for yeah. clothing. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like once you hit above a 24, yeah. you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what is that category? That's that's obviously plus-size, but should it even be its own subcategory, like, plus-plus-size? Right. Or whatever it might be. Because those people have even more struggles, mm -hmm. even more limitations, and society even more, oh, my God, go have surgery right now. Right. You know what I mean? So, it's, it's definitely, like, a, a gradient scale of privilege and a gradient scale of accessibility with clothing. Mm -hmm. I think my issue with considering, you know, that again, that gray area where it's like size 12, size 14, are 12, 14s, are they plus size? I've seen a lot of brands kind of capitalize on that saying, oh yeah, they are. Our models are inclusive and they have a size 12 model. Well, to me personally, as a size 20, I know you as a size 26, mm -hmm. you know, we need a little more diversity than just a size 12 being, oh, there's a plus size model. That's just not cutting it anymore. I can't even tell you the amount of like 
store like Instagram profiles I go to and they're like fashion for everybody and I go and I check their fucking sizing yeah. and guess what my body is not considered everybody yeah. because I'm a size 26 and I'm yeah. sized out of their clothes sometimes they don't even go to a 24 which I feel like is the bare minimum oh, yeah. to at least pretend you're inclusive oh, and yeah. it's like I can't even believe the audacity of these stores who are trying to say it's for all bodies we're inclusive we have plus size clothing and it's like no you do not ma'am yeah. You absolutely do not. That's the thing. A lot of brands are saying we're they're inclusive or oh we're we have plus size models when when again it, it goes up to a fourteen mm -hmm. and they have a, either a size ten, twelve, or fourteen model and they say, Oh, it's all bodies, it's inclusive. That's not even, in my opinion, not even scraping the bare minimum of plus bodies. So for me personally, what is plus size? I would say a 16, 18 above. Mm -hmm. And I would say a 12, 14, I would put that in the midsize category because I remember being a size 14, I could fit into an extra large at Zara. I could fit into an extra large at H&M. I could fit into an extra large at Target, you know, wherever it might be. I could go into a store, almost every store, and find something that fit me at a 14. Mm. And that's very common now that stores are, oh, we carry bigger sizes mm. up to a 14. Mm. So if, you know, that's the new standard sizes, zero, zero, zero to a 12 slash 14. Wow. You know, I don't think I've been that size since like middle school. Well, yeah, no, I was yeah. in like eighth, ninth grade. And I think that has probably skewed my view of what plus size is versus yeah. someone who maybe has grown up straight size, right. seeing anyone slightly larger they would consider plus size. I honestly go with visually plus size is how mm. I is how I do it. So like if I don't see enough stomach, like you're not to me. You're not plus size. Like, don't even, yeah. like, I got all this juiciness. Don't even try and come for me trying to say you're plus size. You're not on my level. Try harder. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I think there's that Instagram body mm -hmm. that was championed by the Kardashians. You know, the extreme hourglass. If not even, like, pear now, like, big boobs are kind of going out of style. It's, mm. like, smaller tops, big, like, big hips, big ass, zero tummy. You should have abs. You know, yeah. you have nothing. You should be flat as a board. You can eat off your stomach. It's so freaking flat. That's, like, the new ideal body. And we're seeing that in plus size modeling and I hate it. I hate that it's now seeping its way into plus size modeling. A lot of the bigger names, the million follower plus size models have that body, mm -hmm. zero stomach, big hips, smaller breasts. That reminds me of that outfit she wore where it looked like drips coming yeah. off her. Yeah. Her waist was insane. She's wearing a corset. Yeah. yeah. Your body's not supposed to do that. No. And she obviously had to manufacture that. Yeah. And then it gets idolized and shown in mainstream media. And then people think, why do, doesn't my body look like that? It's because you're a human being. Yeah. It's not supposed to look like that. Yeah. It's so messed up. It is messed up. And that's why BBLs are so popular now. It's like anything you can do to get that body. But even beyond that, like rare bodies are always going to be idolized, right? Everything that's going to be idolized is going to be beyond the norm. So people with really long hair, you know, most people don't have really long hair. People with blue eyes, blue eyes is, is you know, less, like 10%. Um, people who have very curvy bodies, that could be five or less percent, you know, with that no stomach, hips, like that very specific body type is probably, yeah, less than 5% of the population naturally. Mm -hmm. So of course that's going to be idolized because it's going to be, it's the rare thing, the rare body. 
And it's sad that we're seeing that in plus size modeling because it's not, it's especially not realistic for plus size bodies. It's just right. not. Well, but, and then that's how they're making the clothes. They're making yeah. the clothes to fit those specific models. And those right. specific models are a minority, yeah. which is just all sorts of messed up. It's like, you're not catering to those of us who are bigger and need bigger clothes. You're also not catering to our shape. Yeah. Yeah, I think, so it, it's a different shift because when I was smaller, I, I had that body in a way, very, very limited stomach, still big hips, big butt, and then, you know, I do have bigger breasts, always had, but I had that very hourglass figure, and so it was hard in high school to find curvy fit clothing, curvy fit jeans, curvy fit tops, dresses, it was so rare because that body type wasn't it yet. You know, it was still thin was good, thin was good. Nowadays, now it's like every brand is making curvy fit, curvy fit, curvy fit. What about fit for apple shapes? What about fit for pear shapes? Mm -hmm. What about fit for rectangle shapes? Like there's so many different shapes. And now it's like they overcompensated because this is the popular body type and people are getting surgery for that body type. Mm -hmm. But it's not realistic to the general population. So, but if you were size 14 again, you'd probably be busy having your best life right now. Yeah, oh yeah, I would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I would. Not anymore. Not anymore. Now yeah. I got the tummy. Still still always a struggle. Yeah. Tummy grew in. Yeah. Well, once you're, you know, like size 26 and you're up here with me, then they'll start making stuff for your shape that you are now. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm always going to be ahead of the curve, it's literally. Right. You're going to be the, the curve. And the weight and size category. You're going to be the curve, and they're at the beginning of the curve. They're not on yeah. the curve yet. That gives me hope that they will progress, but... I mean, I've it's been so feeling a little discouraged with all these stores stopping their plus size uh, yeah. lines. Like Loft completely cut their plus size. Yeah. Um, no reason for that. And then there's stores like Lane Bryant who are not bringing the juice. I don't know where that came yeah. from, that saying. But they're not bringing the juice, baby. I need some juice. It's so crazy now that I shop Lane Bryant and I, I look for my size and everything and I realize, oh, I need to size up. I'm a 22 in Lane Bryant. Mm. And then I think back to high school when I was a 14, 16 and I had this body dysmorphia. I thought I was so fucking fat. And I'm like, wait, if I have to size up in Lane Bryant, that means when I was a 14, 16, I was a 12. And I would have been, you know, fine, natural, fine, fine, fine weight, fine body, like no big deal. But because they're like cutting things small, it's giving people that body dysmorphia. I meant the styles. Well, juicy. the styles aren't just either, but I think, you know, cuts yeah. and sizes are all, all over the place with plus size brands. Yeah, and they did expand their sizing, but every time I check, there's really not a lot. It's very limited. Yeah. Yeah, it's very so, limited. So... I think it's kind of like we get to claim that we go up to this right. size, but really you're not catering to those folks. No, and it's because, just basics. Yeah. It's always basics. All we get is basics. It was honestly hard to find underwear in my size the last I checked because I really do enjoy their undies. I do. They have like the cinched in the butt crack, which yeah. I love because you know I stuff my ass in the yeah, summertime. Um, actually, all year round, honestly, because I get swamp <laughs> ass. So yeah. I love the cinch. Um, it was really hard to find. Yeah. So I, I, my, I only wear Kashyyyk, which is Lane Bryant mm -hmm. underwear. And I wear the high waist brief. So like the full on granny panty brief up to the waist, full coverage. And they didn't have that in stock for months. Yeah. So I, I actually ended up buying like just the normal, normal briefs and they were like way too short. didn't cover like my tummy, hated it. Gave me like an extra roll an extra I didn't bump, need. Yeah. Um, so I bought a bunch of those, hated them. And then finally they restocked, but it was like, once it restocks, you have to go get it. Hmm. And I have to size up in their underwear as well. I get the 22, 24 in their underwear. So see, it's feeling like there's a scarcity. It is a scarcity. And again, they're not cutting things right. Like mm -hmm. 
I'm a size 20, 22 on the bottom, I'm getting a 22, 24 underwear, or I'm a size 28 in pants, I'm getting a 22 pant. Yeah. No, then I, you're not really catering no. to big sizes. I agree. I have to size up at Lane Bryant. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's really not a lot that gets me jazzed anyway, but. No, their styles have gone down a bit. Yeah. Which is like, they weren't, they were catering to the older folks to begin with, yeah. but now there's a lot of us who aren't quite there yet and we need some younger flirtier styles and i can't shop at forever 21 nor would i really no. want to but i can't fit in that shit no i'm a 3x in forever 21 yeah. and sometimes the stuff doesn't fit at all it's yeah. like cut so small i just tried them again and it was like eye-opening mm -hmm. um but with lane bright that's why i tell you like i used to dress like a librarian in high school because the only plus size option i had in high school was torrid and lane bryant and like Walmart clothing, and sometimes there was like a small like business attire section at JC Penney's. Mm. So like I was business formal yeah. in high school, like slacks, like a blazer, mm -hmm. like a black. Like I was wearing blouses. I wasn't wearing like tank tops or like graphic tees. I was wearing blouses, and I even like went for. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna embrace it. I wear like little wedges. Like I was a full on like education administrator. People came up to me like, are you the VP? Like, yeah, you were ready to retire. I was, retire, so I was got your diploma. Oh, yeah, cardigan heaven. Oh my god, the amount of cardies I wear like full length cardigans, like knee oh, length cardigans, browns, oh, topes, yeah, old lady florals. Well, but then, then we have Eloquy now, which yeah. has kind of which is what we're wearing today. We're matching, yes, if you can matching. see on video. But, um, we love Eloquy because they have such fun, flirty things. Yeah. But the thing is, so what irritates me is there's really not many people doing that. So we're kind of just stuck with the one place that's really doing it in my mind. So then we're left with, oh, this isn't really very stretchy or, oh, is this really that flattering? Oh, this doesn't really cut very right, but I'm so jazzed to get anything at all that fits me that like, oh, it's my holy grail. Right. You know and I mean? it only goes up to like a 26, some 20, are 28, some yeah. are 28, not everything. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's also limited. And again, we talked about this earlier off camera, like Eloquique is sizing is very inconsistent. If I'm getting a shift dress, I'll get a 24 or 26. Some of their very stretchy dresses, I get an 18. Some of the jeans, I'm a 20. Some of the jeans, I'm a 22. Some of the slacks, like suit pants, I'm a 24. Like, it's all over the place depending on the fabric mm -hmm. so and depending on the cut. So they're not really uniform. Their sizing isn't very uniform, just like the dress we're wearing. Yeah. I don't know if you can see. It's a it's little just, tight in the hip. It's just not dependable dependable enough, and there's yeah. not enough options, at least for me, being a size 26. No. There are some places who do have some really fun plus-size outfits. Uh, I can't fit into them, so yeah. that, that's where I'm at with that. Anyway kind of straight a little bit straight from, away from, from what, what is plus size, size. <laughs> but that's okay um yeah my answer was a lot shorter and sweeter it's just like you got a tummy yeah like, it, you don't get to claim it yeah I don't think I don't think it's if you feel your plus size your plus size I don't believe that I think look at the fashion you know if you can walk into almost every store and get an xxl xl to, xl to xxl I would say you're not plus size because you have that accessibility mm -hmm. And they're making your size, and they're technically, you know, those stores are technically not making plus sizes, so they're making zero zero mm -hmm. to XXL or XL. Then you're then you're then you're in the straight size category. You mid size for sure. Go ahead and claim that mid size. Go for that mid size. I'm loving mid size content. I think that community is needed, absolutely needed. But you're not you're not plus size, mm -hmm. and no, you should. 
find your community. Find your people. Yeah. But we ain't your people. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't us. Yeah. We support you from afar. Yeah, you but you've gotta be at least like a one plus one X slash two X. Yeah. If you want on the team. If you want to be on the on the baseball team. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise you're on the bench. Yeah. And it bothers me when women are like, I'm and there's a lot of models out there. I've seen it. Because we're getting called out. I am plus size. I'm a 14. I am plus size. Yes, they're plus size in the high fashion world. Apparently in the high fashion world, zero to six is standard. And anything above six is plus size. Mm -hmm. So yeah, in the high fashion runaway world, yeah, you're far beyond plus size. You're a 14. But in everyday average people, you're not plus size. Mm -hmm. And it, it bothers me that they're like defending it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you're gorgeous. You're a gorgeous model, but you shouldn't be, you know, the standard of being a plus size model at the lowest possible end. Well, that's where the fashion industry needs to change because it doesn't yeah. reflect America. It has to. It doesn't reflect the people yeah. at all. Because no. someone who is thinner than the average woman is considered plus size. When you and I talking here are saying that's not even plus size. Yeah. Mm. I know. Well, that's another uh, subject for another yes. episode, for sure. So, um, and if anyone ever has questions or wants advice from us, please uh, DM us um, at the Bopo Besties or Natal D or Fly for a Ginger. We are always happy um, to talk about specific things that you want to hear about, and we love sharing yeah. our thoughts and opinions. Especially if one day we're going to get paid for this, that would be a dream. Uh, <laughs> oh, we'll see if we get there. But <laughs> yes, we're all, all DMs are always open. We love conversing with you guys. Mm -hmm. And um, we're always down to talk about any of this further. And um, yeah, it's a hard world out there for mm -hmm. plus size gals. We're here for you. We're here for you. So our next segment is gonna be about dating. And if you've seen Victoria's <laughs> stories, you know that she's has a lot of great stories going on. Um, a very active dating life right now. <laughs> and um, people are soaking it up. So we're gonna talk a little bit about our general dating history what our current dating situation mm -hmm. is, especially from the plus size lens, because if you're a plus size, you know that dating is very, very difficult, especially mm -hmm. on those dating apps. It's It can be a very scary place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so my dating didn't actually start until I was 21. Mm. And that's because uh, for a time I was living in Wyoming, uh, yeah. living with my dad, going to college, and there ain't shit out there. Yeah. Um, and if anything, I'm, I'm sure there was a bit of fat phobia if if there was dating at all but girl you're gonna see your friend's baby daddy at the grocery store and then their new person and then like that person's other baby like you're gonna see all the people oh there's drama the there's, there's drama it drama. was small town drama and like everyone's been with everyone and so i had zero interest in uh dating uh, let alone like getting pregnant god forbid oh, like god forbid. never leaving but that was common that yeah. pregnancies yeah, teen pre well, yeah, teen pregnancy, but also like getting married at a young age and settling mm -hmm. down and like mm -hmm. being who you're gonna be already at or in your early twenties. Like right. you're done, or you're right. having another kid. It's settled, like you settled down quick. Yeah, I have yeah. multiple friends. I had multiple friends like before I even moved who were on their second kid. Oh wow, like, yeah, it's wild. Anyway, so I wasn't interested in dating there. So then I came to live out here in California, and I started at a job where I only knew women. It yeah. was just women there in the office. Yeah. And um, I'm awkward and weird, and I don't go and do things. I'm a homebody for the most part. So I did online dating. Yeah. Um, and so that was really interesting to navigate, uh, first as a plus size woman, but also as someone who really hadn't put themselves out there and like, didn't know their self worth, yeah. um, what 
kind of standards to have. Right. Um, and I was a virgin, and so I also didn't really know how to navigate that. So, yeah. um, so I dated a bit, and then I hoed a bit. And so I went through lots of very short trysts. Mm. Um, I've had a couple long-term relationships, but for the most part, it's been short-term, not super serious, or maybe like a friends with benefits thing. Just lots and lots and lots of penises. Um, and then uh, I had one relationship that was almost a year. I broke up with him right beforehand because I'm like, you know what? I can't celebrate my one-year anniversary with this guy. Like, yeah. I realized this isn't it. Yeah. Um, and we had been living in an apartment together. And I had gotten my dog Moose. So that was like the one good thing to come out of that relationship. It was was Moose, yeah. Because otherwise I probably wouldn't have gotten him. Right. And the guy already had a dog, so Moose was very much my own dog. So mm -hmm. it was like the best situation to get a dog. Um, so that I could claim it as my dog. Anyway. Um, so we broke up and I was still kind of living in the apartment. And because I was trying to find a place to live yeah. with a dog. Yeah. And he started seeing someone. And I'm pretty sure they're married now, but oh wow! he like told me he was seeing someone. I'm like, oh, that's great. Good for you. And he's like, no, you're supposed to be upset. I'm like, you're someone else's problem. How soon was that after you broke up? Um, gosh, weeks, which mm -hmm. is interesting because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my oh. most recent relationship, which was almost three and a half years long. Um, the relationship was definitely dying. I started my journey as a content creator and it was really absorbing a lot of my time and energy yeah. and it just wasn't working out for the relationship. It wasn't, it wasn't going well. Um, but we were trying our best and seeing a couple's counselor and everything. But I think once we realized we needed to see a counselor to make things work, I think that's when it was, yeah, it was, it was, already too it was a little yeah. DOA. But yeah. we stuck it out for a little while longer and then officially called it quits. And then not even a week later, he started seeing someone new. Yeah. While I was still living. Not even a week later. While I was still living was. with him. Um, yeah. So it's a little bit awkward. But yeah. I'm a very mature person and also need a place to stay. So Yeah, you have no choice. Working it out. But you know what? I have already signed a lease on an apartment. Yes. My very own apartment. First. For just me and my mm -hmm. dog. Um, and having this side business that I worked on that tore us apart is what's helping me pay yeah, for the, the apartment. you're able to move. Um, so, if anything, I know we grew apart, yeah. but I grew... Up. Upward. Yeah, <laughs> I grew up. Um, yeah, you grew up. I grew up. And At I, a fast rate. Yes, and yeah. I, I helped him grow up, but not enough. He's still... Yeah. Like, I feel like I grew a child from birth. Yeah, you raised, raised you raised a man. So he's out yeah. in the world doing his thing. God bless. Like yeah. best of luck to you. No hard feelings. Yeah. I mean, maybe a little I'm a little tender still. Of course. Because I'm sort of reflecting on it and realizing I could have I should have required so much more and I deserve, deserve so much yeah, more. Yeah, I deserve more. Um so it's a new day, new time for Victoria. I have been through almost any kind of dating situation you could think of. Mm -hmm. Been with as, a bunch of different guys, and yeah. I have fresh new eyes, and I'm gonna be 30, and I'm gonna have my own apartment, and I have a day job and a side hustle that's yeah. doing really well. I have a best friend, that's, that's you, um, here in San Diego, and things are looking really good. Yeah, things are looking good for you. Yeah. Things are looking up. 
it's hard. I mean, I, I know how hard it is, but it's growing pains and mm -hmm. it's all for the best. Yeah. Absolutely for the best. And the fun, the most fun thing about having the platform that I have while being single is that I'm sharing all of my dating stories. Yeah. I'm sharing the different guys that I'm talking to, not their faces and their actual names. We're giving right. them code names. Um, but I'm giving out like, this is their, um, age. This is kind of like their personality. I'm letting people know if I'm going on a date or not, or if the conversation turns really freaking weird, then I'll show the screenshots of the texts. Um, it's wild. And yeah. I've had so many people be inspired by that. Yeah. They didn't realize how shitty it is for everyone out here. Like we're all struggling with dating and yeah. online dating and being plus size while dating. So yeah. um, it's actually been an amazing way to connect with other people who are in the same spot as me, or even people who are like, I've been in my marriage for years. This is hysterical. Like, I'm yeah. so sorry you have to go through this. And, you know, so um, I think it's brought a lot of us together, um, a fun little community of, of all of us who hate men, which is really great. <laughs> um, not really, but a little bit. Um, yeah, so it's been an interesting journey to get to where I am today. And my, in regards to dating, my next like anxiety is when do I let that person into my mm -hmm. world, my online world, right. because I'm super vulnerable um, yeah. with my social media, with my yeah. people, with my community. Like my community knows so much more about me and has even seen much more of my body than yeah. um, people that someone that I've been dating. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be really interesting. And even this podcast is a lot of information. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, like I'm not telling anyone that I live with my ex. Right. That's, it's not cute. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have separate bedrooms. Of so course. it's not like we sleep in the same bed no. together still while he's dating someone else. Right. But it's weird. It's weird. It, it, you guys have a weird dynamic or weird it, it relationship. Was always, it has always been weird, yeah. Yeah, it has been always I think we'd work better as roommates and friends. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, but there's a lot happening uh, with my brand, Fly for a Ginger, and it's also expanded to Fly for a Coach. Yes. So, I mean, sometimes even though we regret some of the things in our past, it's like, well, it brought me to where I am today. Exactly. So I wouldn't change it. Yeah. It's hard yeah. lessons learned. That's yeah. why. Sometimes multiple times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lessons. You might yeah. have to go through it a quite times. a few times. But yeah. Yeah. At least I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Natalie helped me like look for my apartment yeah. and she's going to help me move and yeah. hold my hand. Yes. And eventually double dates one day would be nice. Yeah, double dates. It'd be nice to have a couple yeah. friend, couple's friends. Yeah. You know, Nick and my husband didn't really click. Yeah. Nick is my ex. Oh, so we're not saying names. I'm so sorry. Well, in case someone's listening and they're like, who the heck is Nick? Oh, I don't okay. think I say his name. Yeah, my ex. But people on your story know who. People involved in my Instagram. But I'm yeah. getting new people every day, and they're like, wait, what happened? Right, they don't remember. But I do, I saved a story highlight. Okay. So when Nick and I broke up, I announced it in my stories because he was obviously on my feed. He was on your feed. And people were invested in my yeah. relationship. And yeah. so when you do that, I think it's also important when something ends yeah. to be as vulnerable about that too. Would and you do that again? Like in the next relationship, will you put them on social media or will you keep it completely separate? It would depend on the person. Yeah. Um, I'd want to be very clear what it meant because I didn't know what it meant when I was with Nick. What the He didn't know either. We didn't right. know what kind of a commitment it was. And it turns out it wasn't his 
jam. Right. It got him very exhausted, and for me, yeah. it fuels me. Right. Um, so if I was with someone who didn't want to be on it at all, that's fine too. Mm -hmm. um, I would I would ask that I can talk about right it, just maybe not visually. They would have to be very. It, no matter what, there has to be very clear boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. So. Now I know what it means and uh, how it affects a relationship, yeah. um, having someone involved in your brand, your persona, right. with your community. Mm -hmm. um, so I would at least be able to give a heads up and yeah. see if that's something someone was interested in. I preferably, yes, would have that mm. person part of my feed and part of um, in my stories. Yeah. And people were very entertained when my significant other was involved. Um, right. So, yeah, ideally, yeah. Um, and things happen and you break up and that's part of life. And I'm okay with sharing that. We're all, you know, imperfect and have our shit. And I even mentioned when Nick and I were going to counseling. Yeah. So I would like to be open about that and, and share it. But anyway, I'm, I do have a story highlight on my Instagram all about my breakup with Nick. You have to because yeah. everything happening now is because of that. Yeah. You know, that was like the catalytic event. Yeah. And now it's like... Yeah, people have to know that some backstory as to like why you're on the app and why you're yeah. dating, why you're on stories, and why you're still living with this guy. Who is this guy? Yeah, yeah. They'll <laughs> yeah. be like, "I'm new here. What's happening?" I'm like, right. "Go check my highlight. <laughs> and if check you have questions, highlight. come back to me." Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, that makes sense." So, um, so that was fortunate. He was at least in it um, until the end in that yeah. regard because he did answer cus like customer questions. He answered um, <laughs> audience <laughs> customer service representative. <laughs> he answered audience questions. Um, we both did about the relationship and why. Yeah. It Ended and future things and so that was good he no longer wants to be involved which i understand um oh, good so yeah but yeah i would i would hope a future person would understand what i'm trying to do and and you know to be really really real with you it's also very marketable <laughs> to have a significant other um like an insta husband yeah yeah i would love and i think it would be like a a thing to share with them mm -hmm. It's something that I'm very passionate about now, now that I understand I'm good at it and I really enjoy it. And I feel like I'd want to share that with someone. Yeah. But I know it's not, that's not what it is. It's for, not everyone's coming. Yeah. Because you don't really show your husband. No. So I take a very different approach yeah. to my social media. My page and my, being a creator is a very individualistic thing for mm -hmm. me. Like a thing that I do outside of a relationship. You know, he comes on some of the, the trips. He takes all of my photos mm -hmm. essentially now. So, you know, he does play a very strong behind the scenes part he carries our stuff he helps us with like everything he's so excellent. yeah he's wonderful and he he loves helping and he does like uh taking the photos and i'm hoping to get him more involved in that behind the scenes so i would love for him to become more interested in photography mm -hmm. and taking classes and wanting to like actually do photography and you know he's an accountant maybe he can do my accounting for my business mm -hmm. you know like Behind the scenes, absolutely, I need that support, and you you have to have that support from your partner in, in everything you do, um, whether it's a 9-to-5 job or you're starting your own business or, you know, your hobbies and interests. You have to have some so, some sort of support, and they need to have at least minimal interest and in understanding in what you're doing, and he, de he definitely has that, um, but he definitely does not want to be on camera, and honestly, I don't think I'd want him to be. You know, like I said, my page is very much about me, my fashion, my interests, makeup, um, lifestyle, travel, you know, and it's not as much about my personal life. And I prefer to really have that boundary. So like I said, when you're married, you have to have very 
uh, clear boundaries about what's going online and what's not. Mm-hmm. And we've like established those boundaries and it works for both of, both of us and we're happy with it. Um, but like, yeah, I definitely see like the Insta husband thing. and I'm like, oh, that's so cute. Mm-hmm. You know, they're on like the vacations together and they take photos together and this and that. And that's, that seems really fun. But I also know it can be such a huge strain on a relationship mm-hmm. that I, I know better than to mix business with pleasure Mm -hmm. so to speak yeah because it can be disastrous yeah and I didn't know in my instance because I was with someone who was very much a yes man right um and he didn't really know what saying yes meant so we had to learn that the hard way together (laughs) yeah so but obviously it wasn't going to work out long term if that was not his cup of tea because I do want to share that with my partner so um yeah so if I wasn't going to find someone who's into it it's like then I'll do it myself and use your husband yeah. for photographer <laughs> yeah my husband's gonna be there. I told him it's like you this is your new job yeah. like you have been grandfathered in that's right and this is it like you don't really have a choice and luckily he's a person that could go with the flow with it but yeah. like I had to tell him I was like like this is you now. This is what you, you do. Have a choice. <laughs> like if you're married to me, you have to at least be the photographer. Sorry, yeah. but also when we met, like I wasn't doing this when we met. I wasn't really doing this seriously when we got married. You know, I've only been seriously doing Instagram and being a creator since I would consider last September when I met you mm-hmm. and Haley. And even before that, you know, I would take pictures and do a couple outfits like once a month. Once a month, I would do like four outfits. Mm. Um, and he would take the photos on my phone, like outside and it was fine. But, um, yeah, when we got married, I wasn't doing that. When we started dating, I wasn't doing that. So I even had this conversation with him the other day. I was like, I'm a very different person now than I was three years ago. Like, is that okay with you? How are you feeling? Yada, yada. And we had like a very open and honest conversation about like our growth as individuals and our growth together Mm -hmm. as a married couple. And thankfully, it's going well. It's not, He's not, like, pushing back yet. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I could see him doing so in the future when it's like, okay, I have, like, a huge, hopefully, I have a huge business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm traveling ten times a year. Do you want to come with me? Like, well, I have to, you know, I have a job. I can't just mm-hmm. go with you when you travel all the time. It's like, oh, okay, I'll have to hire a photographer, this and this. Mm-hmm. Like, there's definitely, I think, as time goes on, more boundaries that will have to be yeah. made as, like, the business grows. But, of course, hopefully, I hope that he would come along and maybe even we talked about, like, if I, if I make it, if I make it where, like, I'm making good money and, like, an actual business, like, I, I want to do a clothing brand, a clothing business that he would come on, like, as an employee. Mm-hmm. But then that's a whole different dynamic. Now your mm-hmm. your husband's your employee it's like a whole, whole different thing. Yeah. So it's a lot of future problems. A lot of future problems. Future Natalie. Try not to worry life. about it too much. But yeah. we do talk about it. Yeah. And he does seem hesitant in that regard, mm. which I understand because he, you know, we graduated college together. He has a bachelor's degree. He has professional certificate. Like he has a career. Mm-hmm. My husband has a full accounting career going on. And I would never demand him like, okay, you quit that and come live my dream. Yeah. You know, like, but I kind of did have to say, you know, just let you know, like, this is my dream and you're living in it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to tell you. (laughs) Well, when things go really, really well for you, then that's a time when you can hire an assistant and someone else to help. And then then especially if you take roles away from him, like the photography, he might be more inclined to be involved in other aspects. But I'm really excited to see how the Natalie brand grows and, and hopefully you two grow together 
I know. With it. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's go back to dating histories. And yeah, we got yours. off on a tangent That's for usual. It's okay. Let's hear about yeah, your dating I'm history. I'm talking about my husband, but we haven't got there. So I'm 25. I should make that kind of clear. I'm five years. I'm, yeah, I'm going to be 30 in a couple days. Yes. And I have a more extensive dating history. So when I was a kid, you know, I watched the, you know, the Disney movies and the princesses and the fairy tales. And I, like, from a young age, I was like, I want to get married and I'm going to save myself till marriage. And I I want to just be very devoted to like one person my whole life. Like I want to be... Moose is literally licking my arms. Moose! <laughs> 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 Do you want to come on my lap? Sorry for the uh, interruption. He's right here. Um, I want to, you know, I wanted to be in like a 50 year long marriage. Like if, 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 if I could have my dream, I would meet the perfect person at 14 you know, date them, marry them, be with them for the rest of my life. That was, like, wow. my ideal. It was, like, the sooner I find my husband, the better. And so I was very much one of those girls that was, like, long-term relationship after long-term relationship after long-term mm -hmm. relationship. So I don't have an extensive, like, dating history, meaning where I'm going on dates, I'm talking to multiple guys, I'm getting a kiss here, I'm getting a kiss there, I'm having a one-night stand, I'm going out on the town, single. Like, there's really maybe a three-month period of that in my entire life where I've done that. Whoa. Yeah, three months. So Girl. I got in my first long-term relationship when I was 14. I won't give too many details on that because it was not a good situation and just a very dark time. You know, when I was a young girl, again, I was plus size. And even though I look back now and I was like, wow, I was size 14, like, girl, chill out. Mm -hmm. It was a very dark period as a teenager being plus size in those years. You know, it's not the same as it is today being plus size in mm -hmm. high school. Being mm -hmm. plus size in high school 10 years ago was tough. It was really, yeah. really tough because everybody, especially in Southern California, everybody's a size zero, two, four, six. Six mm -hmm. is like max. And six even is like, you can use, you can lose a little five pounds. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you're a six, even in the friend group, they're going to say, wow. you could lose a little bit. You know, here, have a carrot. <laughs> You know, I remember with my friend, I would give her a bag of chips from my house because she lived next door. Me and my friend lived next door to each other. Her mom was like a health nut, like salad all day, raw carrots. I've never even seen like a full carrot until I went to her house, like a pulled out of the ground, like not a baby carrot, like a, like Bugs, a, bunny like carrot. a Bugs Bunny carrot. I was like so <laughs> impressed with that. It was eye opening. And it was like essential oils and like olive oil dressing and like very healthy and then my house was like yo-yos and chips yo-yos yeah yo-yo like the yo-yo it's like a little donut so they oh donuts. and they call yo-yos i don't know maybe something um and lays potato chips and hot cheetos and frozen meals yeah. and that's what i grew up on yeah, obviously and so yeah. she would come to my house she would eat junk food and i would go to her house and i would get a carrot <laughs> You know, like, I was really, like, 10 years old, and we were on the trampoline, and it was, like, I could lose five pounds, and she could gain five. That's what we decided. That's funny. Yeah, and that started young, oh my so. God, imagine if you could swap, like, donate fat. Oh, I would be donating. Yeah. I would be donating. Open for business, like, baby. And it would be, I'll yeah. pay you to take it. I would feel good about it, too. <laughs> but... So, you know, I had extreme body dysmorphia as a teenager and as, as a young mm -hmm. adult. And again, you have to put it in the context of living and, and being raised in Southern California. And my mm -hmm. mom living and being raised. You know, I'm a third generation mm -hmm. Southern Californian. So that body 
and that you know beauty standard is ingrained into my DNA, mm -hmm. and I so you so you're saying that really affected your self confidence when it came oh, to yeah. dating, right? So when I started, you know, I found and then I had daddy issues. We all got you have some daddy issues. Oh, we got yeah. daddy issues. So that fucks you up in dating. So I got these daddy issues. And so I'm looking for attention in men, any men, any boy, anywhere. 14 years old on the internet, not a good mix. I got into a long-term relationship with someone quite a bit older, quite a bit older, that my parents did not know about until they did, and then police were involved, and it was not a good situation. <laughs> it was not a good situation at all. And, like, looking back, I was like, wow, I was groomed. Mm. I was groomed. And it was, yeah, like I said, a really bad situation. So then I slowly just... Didn't even break up, just, like, stopped answering his messages. And then I met another person online when I was 16. Mm -hmm. And he was uh, 5,000 miles away. He lived in the Netherlands. And I felt deeply in love, madly in love, infatuation love. Mm -hmm. Like, this was, like, a god to me. Like, I would cry because I was so lucky to be dating this guy. Mm -hmm. Because he was thin and tall with the blonde hair and the blue eyes and... I'm not, I can't lie, he is a very, very attractive man, like a model man, and I'm this, like, pimply 16-year-old fat girl who feels like, oh my god, this is the best I'm gonna get, mm -hmm. and so I turned 18, I go to college, I, I move there, go to college, live with him, turns out to be a drug addict and an alcoholic, that whole year fucked me up, and I don't talk about this, it fucked me up. It was traumatizing. I still have, like, literal PTSD from that year. I only stayed one year in college and lived with him. Um, thought I could save him from addiction, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it wasn't the case. I thought our love would be stronger than the addiction, and it wasn't the case. And again, I had no idea until I moved. Like, he was so good at hiding. And also, my parents never drank, never smoked, never did drugs. So, like, I had no idea yeah. what that looked like. Um, so I moved back home defeated and then I go back on the date. So it's always online and yeah. the online will get you. <laughs> online will get you. Okay. Well, they could be smooth talkers and tell you exactly oh what God. you want to hear. Well, so that's the thing. I came back completely defeated, like mm -hmm. bottom of the bottom I've ever been, fatter than I've ever been. We had a technical difficulty. We're back. So I was lowest of low, 19 years old, moved back to San Diego, moved back with my parents. We had a technical difficulty. <laughs> we had two technical difficulties. It's our first episode! Bear with us. We're back. Uh, lowest of low, 19 years old, moved back, went back onto the dating apps, and just, I mean, I cannot describe how low I was. It was any male attention was good attention. I needed it. I, I had to have it, or I would just be so unthinkably, unthinkably depressed. Mm -hmm. Like, so depressed. So I went on there, and there are a lot of smooth talking guys guys who know what they're doing know how to manipulate women especially young women mm -hmm. um and know how to tell them what they want to hear just to get what they want to get and so that's when i had that three months of dating i i went on a few dates with a couple guys one guy was no they were all horrible they were all horrible and i decided i had to think for military men god forbid worst oh, wow. is, yeah worst worst thing i ever did um, so I ended up dating someone for about six months. The worst, even worse, even worse than the alcoholic. <laughs> I know that's crazy wow. to say. The most manipulative person I've ever met said, he told me that he was a virgin 
And so I was like, oh, we're, we're waiting to marriage. We're both waiting. He was very religious. We're going to wait till marriage. Excellent. I'm like, glad I'm on the same page with someone. He had had sex with over 15 people unprotected. He had never had an STD test. And he was engaged twice. Never told me. I had to learn all of this. You know how I learned this? Because those girls started DMing me. Wow. Yeah. People, girls started, like, to warn me. Wow. To, they came out. And thank God they did, because I would never have known, and I probably would have ended up marrying that guy, because I was just ready. Wow. I was just ready to settle down. Did you guys ever have sex? No. Okay, good. Well, so you... there's some sexual assault in there, to be um, quite honest. Don't want to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> there's some heavy shit that went on. Wow. Um, no, but almost, and not because I wanted to. So, again, very manipulative, very... Um, it's those we'll of us anything. with the daddy issues, we yeah. tend to allow those things to keep yeah. happening. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, that was like the, the pattern. And so then we broke up because he cheated on me, big surprise. And then I go on the app again and I find someone else within, this is within weeks. Like I found someone else within weeks yeah. and then started dating this person. I dated this next person for a year and a half and it was, I wouldn't say it was horrible, but it was just nothing of like there wasn't the biggest connection it was just kind of like we both weren't a long-term relationship we and, and we were both there yeah. and it was giving you attention when wasn't you needed horrible it. it ended horrible mm. but it wasn't horrible for the year and a half so sorry i got a hiccup so after that we broke up and then i go back on the dating app you see a trend here yeah on the dating app and then within a month i meet my husband wow, wow. that month. wasn't too hard was it wow <laughs> fifth times the charm yeah um and thankfully though when i went back on the dating app i knew what i was looking for i knew my worth at this point because mm -hmm. the the previous guy was similar to what happened to you i was growing up mm -hmm. and he was growing down or staying stagnant yeah. really and I knew my worth, you know, I was just about to, uh, grad I was in college, about to graduate, and I had a little more self-confidence. I felt good about myself again, about my looks, about my self-worth. So I knew going into it that I was not going to settle for anyone. And I had like very specific standards. Like I need this, 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 and this, or I won't even like talk to you. Yeah. Like I won't even reply to your message. I won't even do this. I won't even do that. And so I thought I was going to be single for a year, at least. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to be single for a year, have fun, yada, yada. But you're still on the dating side? Yeah, but I'm going to be on the app because I thought I have all these, like, very specific things. It's going to take a really long time to find this person. Uh -huh. Okay, well, my yeah. husband comes into the picture. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say, men do portray themselves a certain way that are not the truth mm. all the time. 24-7. And I think we all do. We all walk around in society trying to portray the best version of ourselves. And then behind closed doors, we're messy. We, you know, leave dishes on the sink. And we um, are lazy. And, you know, we're not We're, we're not, not going to advertise that on a dating site. Right. Yeah. So you have to be aware of that. So that's the beware with these men. Mm -hmm. But anyways, met him. We hit it off wonderfully. We were both in like a very similar place in our life, both at the same college, both at the same school, both in similar um, fields, same morals, same values. And we dated two years before we got married. Um, he's Polish, he's international. So he's an international student at college. And we were just like on the same path. Mm -hmm. and, and, and we really clicked and we really loved each other. And there was a lot of attraction there and just, I felt seen, I felt heard, <coughs> excuse me, 
he loved me for who I was and never commented on my weight or my body or this or mm-hmm. that. And, you know, he's plus size himself, so. But he's also very tall. He's very tall. He's 6'4". Yeah. yeah. He's very tall. But so, he's kind of a little tiny. A little bit. I think it suits him really well. And, uh, yeah, he does tell me. But, like, I, I don't I don't mind if my husband's plus size or mm-hmm. skinnier than skinny, you know? Yeah. No, I've never, <laughs> I've never tried to find skinny ones. They always find me. And, honestly, that's been... My pattern, there was really only one plus-size guy I've ever dated. So, I've never dated a plus-size guy mm. until my husband. Wow. Yeah, it was always thinner or straight-sized men. See, the reason why it didn't work out with me and the plus-size guy is because he had his own insecurities. Because right. he had been a thin kid, like a skateboarder mm. kid, and gained weight when his dad passed away. And yeah. it was a somewhat recent like development of his, and he right. wasn't happy, and he wasn't doing anything, yeah. not necessarily about the weight, but even just in his life, like, he didn't like his job, and he wasn't doing anything about it, yeah. and I was like, I can't be with this, I can't, I can't do that, um, yeah. and then something you said about how, um, you, you finally figured out your worth, and it just yeah. kind of, like, clicked to me, I think both of us maybe had this experience where we realized we couldn't get that from men. Yeah. We had to do the work ourselves. Yeah, you had to develop yourself personally. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I always say, you know, you you have to become what you want. Meaning, I wanted a successful, driven, confident man. Mm-hmm. I have to be a successful, driven, confident woman. So you have to become what you're looking for because, and opposites attract, yeah, but for long-term relationships, there has to be that commonality, that common goal, common life. What you want out of life. What you want out of life. Yeah. Yeah. It can't be like one wants van life and one wants to live Exactly. Yeah. Right. You have to have those really difficult, difficult conversations of how do you see your life, but also like internally morals, values, how you see yourself, how you see the world. You have to... You know, you have to be at what you want. And that's why I always tell, you know, friends and and people, it's like, well, you can't expect more out of your partner that you don't expect out of yourself. So I expect myself to be ambitious. I expect myself to succeed. I expect myself to to be a good person. And I expect all of those things out of my partner as well. Yeah. And if I'm doing it, then my partner should be doing it too. And, you know, I think that's where I'm finally at now to where I'm finally where I'd want a partner to be. Yeah. I'm, I've been very successful. I'm yeah. very ambitious and I finally see that now. Yeah. I never thought of myself as someone who put their mind to things and got it done, mm. but I'll bet that's all you've ever seen I've since you've seen met you. me. Um, You're the most driven, get it done person I've ever met in my entire life. I always saw myself as someone shy and quiet and mm. avoided social situations You're and not really, that yeah. <laughs> so I think I've grown into it yeah. and I'm finally the person that I'd want to be with. Yeah, exactly. And I'm okay with being with myself. Right. You have that. to love, that's the thing. You yeah. have to love yourself. You have to become a person that you love yeah. and you admire. Like you need to be proud of yourself. You need to love yourself. And then can you find yeah. love elsewhere? I will say though, like, you know, I got out of a relationship and I went to another one and yes, it was my husband and I don't regret it and I'm very happy to be married. But there is times I look back and I say, I regret not being single for a year, you know? I regret hopping from relationship to relationship. I regret only going onto these dating apps and, and wasting time with these these horrible men. And I regret, you know, not becoming an actual adult 
before I started oh, looking yeah. for an adult relationship. Mm. I realized that since I was 14 years old, I was looking for a very adult relationship when I was a child. Mm -hmm. And even when I was in college, I was 20, 21, 22, looking for a very adult relationship when I haven't even graduated college. It yeah. was like, I was always looking to just grow up and like get to my final form, my final ev evolution while I was still growing up. So, it worked out okay, but I highly recommend that you don't get married until you're out of college, you have a career, you love yourself, you know what you like and what you don't like, you have, you're established as an individual, and then to find someone else, that's all those yeah. same things. And I think what's very similar about the both of us is our daddy issues forced us to um, adult. Yeah. To raise ourselves in a way and our, to... A general family issue. Yeah. Dynamics, mainly as adults. Yes. Yeah. Our, our childhoods, uh, how they were, um, yeah. raised us. And yeah. it's made us both mature beyond our years. And so it makes sense that yeah. you were looking for something mature beyond your years. And I also saw relationships as a way to escape mm -hmm. mentally, but also physically, right? Mm -hmm. Like I moved across the ocean mm -hmm. to my boyfriend and I, and even when I was 14 with the, the much older guy, we were planning to move to San Jose and move and get a house and move and move. Like it was an escape from my reality. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until, you know, you have to make your reality a positive, happy place as much as you can before you can actually find someone that you're not just looking to escape with. Mm. Because that's a very toxic, very dangerous situation. Yeah, you have to love yeah. yourself and you have to be happy. I yeah. would never want to find a partner to make me happy. Exactly. And I would never want, I see that on the apps, like I'm just yeah. looking for someone to make me happy. And I'm Oof. like, no. I want to be with someone who's already, already happy on their own. And I feel like um, these are a lot of things that I've learned in my past relationship yeah. is this person needs to be ambitious on their own, have their own goals and aspirations, have their shit together. Um, and I'm just a bonus. Yeah. Like a really sexy, cute yeah. bonus. That's why I say you have to have your established lives already, yeah. but be also be able to mend those two lives yeah. together, you know, and want to be able to fit them to, together. Fit them. Yeah, yeah, puzzle pieces. But you have to be an individual and have your own career, have your own goals, have your own dreams. And hopefully those dreams need to align. But mm -hmm. before you get there, you have to really be an adult and self-sufficient. You self have to know where you're going. You have to know where you're yeah. going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and I again, I admit, I was 22 when I met my husband and I had a path, very clear path I was going down. It's since changed mm -hmm. and we've adjusted and we've, you know, and I was still very much a kid at 22. I was still in college and so was he. And I think we did bond over misery in a way. We both lost parents. Mm -hmm. he, his mother died. My father died. Actually, when I met him, it was only like seven months prior. Mm -hmm. So I was really down. And but that bond of both losing a parent furthered our relationship in a way. So, you know, grief bonding can be positive in a way, but it shouldn't be the only thing that bonds you together. It should be a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> right? If you both have the same struggles or had the same struggles, mm -hmm. that bonds you, but it shouldn't be the only reason you're together is because you're both struggling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just another way of connecting with your partner. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, not that I'm happy you have that connection, but it's there. And... <laughs> I think I, I, now that I look into it more, it's like, I don't think I would be able to be with someone successfully if they had not lost a parent. Because it. it's such a different feeling, a, a different kind of grief, a different, like such a deep 
emotion and event that changes your entire life mm. that if you don't have that like you just will not get it yeah like, you just won't and honestly the thought of relying on someone so much like a husband terrifies me oh, I and i i think that's because i allowed myself to rely on someone yeah. and that fucked me over um yeah, it like did. It did. so yeah, I, I can understand um, being with someone who understands. Yeah. But you, you, I've given you lots of my advice. And my advice for you right now is to date and have fun and yeah. be single and establish yourself in your new apartment. Establish your new career, your new business. Yeah. And, you know, work up, work through that grief of losing a relationship. And then, you know, a couple months down the road. I think you'll be yeah. ready to go, pumpkin. I mean, I've I've just been on one date so far. Yeah. And my people on Instagram know him as Hot Dog. Hot Dog. Um, I'm Team Hot Dog, by the way. Yeah, Natalie. I go hard for Hot Dog. Natalie now. is aware of his socials, and I yeah. had her investigate him. <laughs> I did just, a deep dive. Just to make sure he's legit, and he yeah. is. And yes. um, who knows what might happen there, but yeah. I don't have a goal for it the yeah no no expectations no expectations no, no, i'm no. just enjoying enjoy it it was honestly terrifying to go on my first date always, after yeah. being with my last relationship it, it, it had to have been four years now wow. and when i met nick i was at the end of my rope with yeah. dating i told him on our first date if this doesn't work out i'm not dating anymore mm. <laughs> like, i don't know if i forced it with that <laughs> no i didn't it, there were good things there were really yeah, great things in the beginning but anyway it was um, it's interesting to um, reflect where I am now to where I was when I met him. And yeah. I have much more clarity on what I want and need and yeah. where I want to go, what I'm yeah. doing with my life, what what standards I have. I have yeah. actually found with uh, my online dating, I am very quick to cut ties now. Because yeah. I'm not taking the bullshit. No, it's good. Previous Victoria would have given chances. Yeah, don't waste your fucking time. I don't do it. Yeah. When they show you the first time, believe them. Yeah, that's the thing. When they show it to you, they show you the first time, believe them. You only get one shot to yeah. disappoint. So if they if they ghost you on a date the first time, even if they text you the next day, oh I'm sorry, let's plan a new one. Mm -mm. Believe it the first time, like, unless there's like a really valid excuse, like oh my god, my someone died. Or, yeah, there definitely hasn't you know. been valid excuses. No. Just their day was busy or they got nervous. Like no, no. And honestly, even if God forbid, you know, someone's dying or there's a tragic event, you can send one text like i'm sorry yeah. to no cancel. it's just something came up you know what decency. i'm saying yeah it's still decency and, and that's taken um, me a very long time to learn but i also yeah. started late 21 and didn't start yeah. dating until i was 21 so yeah. I'm, i've made a lot of mistakes um and they were necessary and yeah. again like reflecting on what i've been through i wouldn't change it because it led me to where i am and yeah. I, I think i'm in a good spot to in my life to finally understand what i need romantically yeah because i i'm gonna have my own fucking apartment i'm so freaking excited You're about full that full-ass grown-ass woman finally 30 years old <laughs> only I'm took 30 it. years <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean Better late in, than never, in large part to fly for ginger brand yeah yeah, yeah. And I couldn't, I wouldn't have done it if I wasn't with Nick. So there, it's exactly. just, that's it's, why you can't regret what happened. Because yeah. right now we're both in really great places, and mm -hmm. doesn't matter how we got there, we got there. Yeah, we're here. We made it happen. We're gonna make it keep happening. Yeah. And then onwards and upwards for the Bopo Besties brand. Bopo Besties, mm -hmm. Bopo Bestie team, where you at? Where you at? <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for watching our first Bopo Besties podcast. This was a long time in the making. I'm glad we're finally here. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. We appreciate your feedback. 
please leave a comment if you can about what you liked about this podcast, what we can work on. It's absolutely a work in progress, and um, we appreciate you even watching and getting to the ending here. Yeah, and this is not the ideal setup we wanted, but no. we know we have to start somewhere. Um, yeah. So it's going to be just that much more impressive when we get our shit together yes. and have like legitimate equipment and things figured out. So um, we're just starting this, and we're so excited to start it with you, um, along with your advice questions and any advice you have for us on what to improve or um, what you'd like to hear from us. So thank you so much for joining us on this Bopo Besties podcast journey, and we can't wait to see you for episode two. Bye. Bye.